0: Welcome to Hacking Your Leadership. I'm Chris, and welcome to another Thoughtful Thursdays episode. A huge thank you to everyone listening right now, especially those of you who tune in every Monday and Thursday. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, at Hacking Your Leadership, and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you find value in this episode and you aren't already a subscriber, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to our show now. For this week's episode, I want to talk about holding grudges. I want to run through a little scenario here that echoes situations I've personally been in over my career, and I'm sure many of you listening have experienced something similar. While doing your job, you make a mistake, a stupid mistake, one that arguably you shouldn't have made, a mistake that wasn't rooted in a lack of training or experience, but rather immaturity or expediency or laziness. You're a good employee the majority of the time, but we all have off days, and these kinds of mistakes can happen to the best of us. And right when you're in the middle of making this mistake, as Murphy's Law would have it, your boss or someone in a position of authority sees it happen, or they find out about it shortly thereafter. Typically, what comes next is a conversation between you and your leader about the faux pas and what on earth you were thinking when you made this decision. Hopefully, the mistake isn't career stalling or even career ending, and you get to move on after an uncomfortable conversation. Or so you thought. Instead, what comes next is the proverbial cold shoulder from this leader for weeks or even months. Little interactions between yourself and them seem strained. Their level of patience with you has plummeted. It seems like they're almost searching for reasons to catch you doing something wrong or even trip you up. You feel like you've served your sentence in the form of that uncomfortable conversation. Maybe something was documented and that's never fun, but you're doing your best to leave the whole situation behind you and never make a similarly poor decision going forward. And yet at every turn, you're reminded of your mistake by a leader who wishes to punish you further. This isn't just disheartening, it's downright demoralizing. Have you killed your relationship with this leader? Have you lost their support while they attempt to influence others to see you negatively as well? Is your potential with the organization now in jeopardy? These are all very legitimate questions, and I'm not speculating. I'm speaking from the experience of feeling every single one of them myself. Now let's talk about how to fix these types of situations, whether you're the employee who is being treated this way, or you're the leader who's having a hard time letting go. If your leader is currently treating you this way, it's a fantastic opportunity to manage upward. On Hacking Your Leadership, we often discuss the importance of influencing people above you on the org chart, and how that's just as much a part of great leadership as it is to lead people reporting to you. Whether you find yourself in this situation and it's only been a few days or it has been literally months, the absolute most important thing is to have a private one-on-one conversation. Not to give the leader a piece of your mind, but rather to apologize and attempt to move forward. Apologize? Shouldn't they be apologizing to me? Yeah, of course they should, but they aren't. And you're the one who at the moment will benefit more from having a good relationship with this person so you get to be the adult. Your other options are leaving the company, something that should be a last resort, or continuing to work with this cloud hanging over you. And that shouldn't even be a consideration if you're career-minded at all. So you swallow your pride and you have a conversation. Okay, what should you say? Start with, hey, I could totally be misinterpreting things here, but I feel like there's been tension between us ever since that conversation we had a while back. i really like to know that I have your support here, and I want to make sure you know I won't be making any more dumb mistakes like that. Is there any more you'd like me to do so we can put this behind us? The goal here is to make sure there's nothing you're overlooking that might still be causing this rift. A conversation should make your leader respond in one of two ways. Either to tell you that yes, there's more they believe you need to do in order to show you've moved on and learn from that mistake, or to confirm there's nothing more you need to do in order to regain their support. Either way, you've stopped this perpetual tension machine that might just be running on autopilot and all it needed to derail was a clearing of the air. If the tension in the relationship seems to continue after the conversation, there's a good chance you're reporting to a person who really shouldn't be leading people, and that's a conversation for another episode. But the majority of the time, this conversation will start the healing process and allow both of you to move forward. Speaking from experience, one of the best relationships I've ever had with a leader started out this way. And the honesty and vulnerability that both of us showed in that moment was the beginning of a fantastic working relationship that lasted years. Now let's talk about what to do if you're in a leadership role and you're currently in a situation like this with one of your employees. When one of your people makes a mistake, it can't be ignored or it'll more likely happen again. And you as their leader have many different ways you can address the situation, but you absolutely only get one shot at it. So you better make sure the response is appropriate and measured and in line with the responses other employees have gotten while making similar mistakes. One of the reasons performance counseling sometimes gets delayed for a day or two is so leaders can take the time to research everything so they're more likely to respond appropriately. But regardless of your response, your job as the leader is to immediately move on like it never even happened. Lead with amnesia. As far as you're concerned, the issue is resolved. It was resolved the moment your performance counseling with the employee ended if what that employee did was so egregious you can't possibly detach yourself emotionally from the situation and avoid holding a grudge you're no longer capable of leading this person if the response to the mistake was dealt out appropriately the record of the conversation the paper trail or the performance review is all that is needed if the employee continues to make this mistake they won't be with the organization long because the organization undoubtedly has rules against that kind of behavior When you as the leader hold grudges against your employees for the mistakes they make, you destroy any possibility of them improving because the employee will constantly feel like they're working from a deficit when it comes to their credibility. And that's incredibly draining. It sucks out the will to improve anything and focuses all the effort on simply remaining employed. The employee will disengage and they're more likely to display further evidence of immaturity. On the other hand, an employee who's permitted to leave their mistakes behind them and focus on self-improvement will not only be more likely to do so, they'll also feel like they have you as an advocate. You become the person who treated them like the person they want to be instead of the person they're trying to leave behind. It allows the employee to look back on the incident as something that led to their growth and not something tied around their neck like an anchor. The moment you decide the mistake isn't grounds for termination, you've also made the decision to do everything you can to help that employee move forward with confidence. This is what leading is. This is the job you signed up for. You don't get to write off an employee unless you're drawing up their separation agreement. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Monday.
1: Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como Enfermedad cardíaca Asma Diabetes Y tienes 19 años o más 52 36 42 Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antinomocósica 20 valente vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, Llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en Español.com Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20.